Hello everyone and welcome to another amazing episode of The Joy of Being for busy working mums and women in business and beyond who are seeking to unplug from their worries and overwhelm to light up with insights and joy. I am Marina Pearson, your host, mum and effortless lifestyle coach. On this week's episode, we're doing things slightly differently. Welcome to the guest episode where I support a special and busy mum in business and beyond to get insight into an area of her life that she feels stuck in. If you enjoyed the show or had any questions, why not connect with me on Instagram at Marina Pearson? Look out for the show's meme and make a comment there, or just click on my story and ask me a question. Alternatively, you can find me on the Joy of Being Facebook group. And if you would like a more personalized touch to live a stress-free life, then why not find out more about the Joy of Being retreat? an intimate four-day profound experience at a luxury venue in Javier, Spain, where you get to experience your inner calm and peace of mind by slowing down and making space. To find out more, email me at marina, marinapearson.com with joy of being retreat in the title. And on today's special coaching podcast, I have Louise Potter. Louise Potter is a virtual assistant and runs her own business. After graduating from Leeds Metropolitan University, she completed an HND in business studies. She started a career as administrator in the public sector. She has been an executive assistant and project coordinator for over the 14 years. And so decided after those 14 years that she'd go alone. And of course, she works and serves other people, organizing their lives so they have more time and space for the things that they love. But the thing that I've seen with a lot of virtual assistants is, is while they're helping us create more time and space for us to do things that we want to do. It's the cobbler's shoe syndrome. They struggle with doing that for themselves. And so on today's show, we talked about this very thing. Louise had been finding it hard to take out time for herself. She has two kids and works from home, but she's also a very business business owner. So of course, she would put her business first, her work first, and her me time would kind of be at the bottom of her list. So we explored that and we explored what it might look like for her to put her time at the top of the list and have everything else work around it. And I'm glad to say that after our session, a few days later, I saw a post of her on Facebook saying she was off to do her first uh, workout. And, um, and so, yeah, Obviously, the conversation impacted her in some way, and enjoy. Okay. So, Louise, thanks for coming on today. It's lovely to have you here. Now, I know when I put the shout out on Facebook, um, you said, yes, I'd love to talk about you know, work-life balance, and because I know that you've got two kids, and I know that you run a business. So, start with a little bit about what's been going on for you and what you'd love to get more clarity on. What's been going on for me? I've got two young children, so they're uh, five and two. So their needs are quite different to maybe older children. Um, and um, I've decided to work from home and start my own business so I could be around more for them, really, you know, after school or school holidays and things like that. But when when you're first starting out, you're sort of doing everything yourself and you can't really afford to outsource. So not only are you balancing the needs of your children, your clients and your own, you know, your own business trying to build that into something, you know, that's actually going to make some money um, and deliver some really great work. As a mom, you sort of, you end up taking the back seat. So, you know, you're always the last on the list. 
for everything, you know, for self-care, you know, you don't have any time because you're looking after everybody else first. Um, so, yeah, that's what I probably wanted to sort of chat about today. How do you balance it all? When you say balance it all, what does that mean to you? Like, because obviously you've got a picture in your head as to what balance actually means. So what? how is it now and how would you love it to be? Because obviously you've told me the situation, but what does it look like now in terms of you feel like you don't have the balance? And then what does it, what, what would balance look like? To be fair, I've not got it too bad so far. Um, I've sort of predefined my like working hours to my clients. So um, I'm available uh, in business time, but I do stop, stop, stop working at three. So then I can do the school pickup so I can be around in the afternoons. Um, and then school holidays can be a bit tricky. Um, so you're just trying to fit too much into a very small space. Um, but, you know, that mean, it might be that you work late at night or early in the morning just to try and balance, balance that. Um, I, I'm not... So, I mean, when, we, when I worked in corporate, you know, I knew it wasn't going to work because you just have to be there like nine to five, um, you know, five days a week or four days a week if you're part time or three days even. But at least now I can I can be quite flexible. So I like to, uh, if I've got like a big client work project on, then I can be flexible around that. Or if I know I've got like a holiday coming up, you know, I try and step back. Um, from the delivery a little bit and sort of balance that time. I've not got it. I've not got it too bad. I'm not sort of hugely overworked to the point of pulling my hair out, you know, up to my eyes in work. Um, and but what there is, there's just not enough hours in the day to to sort of do everything that you want to do. So I've got a huge to do list for my own business, like things I'm, I'm doing courses. I need to do sort. Of, my website needs sorting out all these like things that you need to sort of do, but it's like you just keep putting it off. Oh, I'll do that tomorrow, next week because I've got like uh, you know school assembly to go to or um, a big project I need to deliver uh, for a client or all these other deadlines that are in. So all your own work sort of gets shelved a little bit. And um, yeah, I don't think I've been out of the house for. <laughs> Quite a while, you know, to see my friends. Although I did, I did meet my friend uh, this week for a coffee this afternoon for a couple of hours. So um, it was quite nice just to catch up. So what I'm hearing is you'd love more time for you. Is that is that what you're saying? I think so. I just need to build some time in, really, and just to say to my husband, "You're watching the kids for the afternoon. I'm heading out to do something on my own." You know. There we go. Other than food shopping, <laughs> other than food shopping, or trying to find things for the children, you know, or errands. Well, it sounds to me that like it's interesting, isn't it? We often go, "Oh, I wish like it could be different and so forth." But it sounds to me like you've been really doing what makes sense to you. You left your corporate job. You now got two kids. You've decided to go more flexible. All of these things are things that have made sense to you because you wanted to do them. So it. It, what occurs to me is that, that creating more you time will be exactly the same process, i.e. I want to have more me time. So, okay, I've managed to create, spend more time with my children. I've managed to start a business. So if I want to create more me time, that's just as doable as everything else that I'm doing. 
<laughs> but then you sort of feel a bit guilty that ah. you're on your own. I should be spending quality time with my family, you know, right. while they're young and while they're. You know. I hear you, right? I'm sure that every listener on this call right now is is going, yeah, they're nodding their heads, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Can I share something with you on this actually? Because it, it might help. I remember. Um, feeling this exact same way. So um, for me, self-care looked like, or looks, might look different to you, but it looks like um, at the time it looked like going to seminars in London to help me. Well, I guess I was um, coaching and it was a course to just create more peace of mind. And um, I remember feeling extremely guilty when, when I was at one of these, one of these days I got a, a uh, you know, it was her and it was her boyfriend by the beach and Leo and my ex, I think my ex-husband, I don't know where he was at the time, but Leo wasn't with either of us. And I just felt this huge pang of guilt going, oh my God, I'm such a bad mom. I should be there. You know, he's there with them and he's not here there with me. And throughout the day I had a few conversations with mums, you know, older mums, mums that had grown and had teens and so forth and so on. And they, they kept saying to me, well, looking after you is you're looking after your children. And I didn't really un- understand that. I was like, no, looking after me is being selfish. It's being like indulgent. It's being like all of these meanings that I've made put on them, right? Is, is this resonating yes. in any way? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it came to the point at the end of the day where I was kind of really wrestling with this idea of, okay, well, if, if looking after me is looking after my kids, how, you know, looking after Leah, how is it that I don't feel that way? Like, how is it that I'm not experiencing it in that way? And, um, there was a recording I was listening to at the end of that event. And it was really interesting because in the recording, this man called Sydney Banks, which I'll share with you in a moment who he was and what happened, but he was talking about bringing the feeling home and that actually all we need to do is to bring that centered, beautiful feeling that we are into the home and that's enough. And the insight for me was at that moment was like, oh, if I look after me, then everybody else gets looked after. And it was just really interesting because it was really simple. Like if I am much more grounded, peaceful, calm, then that's going to have massive repercussions in the house. My children are going to feel it. My, my Leo's going to feel it. My partner will feel it. I'm able to be a much better me or better me, I'm able to just be more in the moment with everybody in the house. And that feeling of love and connection uh, is more apparent. And suddenly this, this idea that somehow looking after me was indulgent and, and selfish, it was actually the foundation of how to create a happy household. And it, and it, and it, and it just really hit me because I was like, Oh, then that means that I need to spend time looking after me because if I'm not my, my, 
my little one feels it. I'm more grumpy. I'm more tired. I don't connect as well to my kids or my son as, as I'd like to. Um, anyway, he had a great time that weekend, you know, <laughs> he had a ball. So I recognize, and I'm, I'm, I don't know if this, this is, this is something that you do too, is that when I am tired, when I am not looking after me, that everything seems to go south. Yeah. My, my, my son doesn't really do what I ask him to do. Um, there is dissonance. There is usual um, power struggles. The connection that exists kind of disappears because I'm grumpy. And I'm not saying that just because you're not looking after yourself, you won't be grumpy. And what I'm just saying is I've, I've just seen that the more I look after me and I take care of me and what I need within reason, of course, um, things seem to flow far better and I get to have more time, which is really interesting. So yeah. Does that resonate? It does. Yeah. Cause sometimes you're just bouncing, you're just bouncing from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And it's, you just, you just don't have time to take a breath some days. Um, yeah. And you're right. You're completely right about them. You know, if you're overtired or, um, you know, you just, you're just not feeling it that day. You know, you, you, not your temper, but your temperament can be, you know, when they're pushing your buttons, you just, you know, you go to level five with <laughs> the flick of a switch. Uh, whereas other days, you know, that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have bothered you at all. It just comes straight over your head. It'd be fine. Um, you know, just take a deep breath and, and just deal with it. But, you know, there's some days that you can deal with things really well and other days that you don't handle things well at all. Sure. And uh, that is the power of thought. You know, we have fluctuating states of mind all the time. And that's just how we all experience life. Our kids, you, me, the world, and all of humanity. Um, but what I've noticed is that when we're tired, it seems to lower our consciousness. It seems to lower our capacity to do things optimally. Now, I'm not saying that you can have five hours sleep and still not produce what you need to. Um, but if you're a person that is bouncing from one thing to the next, 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 and actually not giving space for, um, as far as I can tell, and I don't know if, if you found this to be true or you're finding it to be true in this experiment called life is that it's a kind of not sustainable. Like you, you kind of, have you, are you starting to come to that conclusion? Yeah. And that's why I didn't really want to put too much working. Cause I just knew, cause he, when I worked in the corporate environment, I just get so immersed into that world. And, and there was times when I just think, I just can't do this anymore. I can't. The balance is all off. Mm. I'd be exhausted. Um, I'm, I only had one child then when I was working part-time. And then it was just your head. There was just no room in your head for anything else. And I just remember thinking I'd just, I'd like pack my stuff up really quick because I had to go and pick up. And I'd stand at the lift and I was just like, I just, there was no time to decompress at all. It'd be like straight into you know, what are we having for tea? Am I going to make the train? Are we going to get there on time? You know, and then you'd pick up and you, 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 Tom would be so grumpy because he'd not seen you all day. 
And so all his emotions you have to have to deal with and you, you're still not you're in your own. Um, you're just having to sort of manage his emotions and your own emotions because you're tired as well. And, and it'd be the end of the day and you just think, oh my goodness me, let's just get these kids to bed. <laughs> let's just get them to bed. And then you feel bad because you've not seen them all day. And then you, all you want to do is just think, I just need an hour or something just to myself to just 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 to decompress from from the day really. I mean, it's, there's just no there's just no time to do that, and it's not too bad now. I feel a lot calmer and balanced. Um, but I do see a lot of my colleagues or peers, and they're and they're juggling. They're really juggling around the clock. Mm. You know, they're, they're looking after children all day, and then they're working in the evenings. Till 11, 12 o'clock at night sometimes, and I just think, wow. But I know personally, if I was to do that, then burnout would be very real. And like you say, you wouldn't be able to look after your children very well or, or your clients. So it's about really finding that balance, isn't it? And doing what's right for you. Well, it's certainly doing what's right for you because balance can mean different things to different people. And, you know, sometimes we need to work harder than other times. Sometimes we can actually um, not, you know, meeting a deadline or what have you. Um, it's not, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be, I'm only going to work these amount of hours a day. Sometimes it has to be, oh, actually, I need to work a little bit more, but then maybe tomorrow I'll take some time out. Um, I guess the ebbs and flows. And so going back to you wanting more you time and bouncing from one thing to the next, to the next, um, how could you, I mean, how could, from a practical standpoint, because I know um, often we think, oh, I don't have the time, but actually we always have time for the things we prioritize, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to ask it in a different way. If you could make you a priority um, and your, your self care more of a priority, you know, how would you love it to be? You know, what would you do? What would you do differently? Oh, I just, you have all these ideals of, you know, you wake up, you might do a bit of yoga, have a healthy breakfast and all these nice things. Um, but sometimes the reality is, you know, you're getting woken up at four o'clock in the morning, your children want breakfast and they're nattering about this, that and the other. It's just not the real, the real world in a way, you know, you'd, I'd love it to be like that. But I think until my children are a little bit older, you're just going to have to just manage to to deal with things that I probably and but when you sort of start in your own business you can't you don't really have the the cash to outsource either so um sort of being sort of boxing clever a little bit you know where can where can family members help out um you know can your husband step up a little bit more with some of the housework could you get a cleaner um some of these little things that might sort of make you your day a bit, a bit better. And um, I know my my son. I increased his um, childcare, so I could try and you know just get a bit more work done. Or if I needed to, if I had a call in the afternoon, I can increase his childcare ad hoc. And that just gives me a little bit more 
space um, on days when I'm feeling really pushed. Um, but still, you, know, it's, you just do what you can do. That's all you can manage, doesn't it? The best. Sure, absolutely. And it, it doesn't mean that it, 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 you can't introduce those little things into your day. You know, it could be that um, it makes sense to you to take 10 minutes just to breathe. Every 40 minutes, you decide, actually, I'm just going to stop. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to go outside, have a cup of tea and just breathe and then come back in and start again. And so it doesn't need to be necessarily this sort of big life change. It can be little incremental steps where you take those moments out. So yesterday, I'll give you an example. I'm finishing off re-editing, rewriting, it looks like to me at the moment, the book um, that, that is now done. It just needs... It's just been needing some work. And last night, like I've been working on it all day, but I went out for lunch, you know, and um, with a friend. And I could have said, no, I'm going to cancel that and I'm going to carry on working. I was like, no, I'm going to take a break. Because actually taking a break can be just, can actually make you much more effective. So because you're disassociating yourself from, from the work and then you're coming back and then you actually look at it with new eyes. And then um, I got a lot done in the afternoon because of that break. And then the same thing, we booked in a, a theatre. We um, my friend and I were going to the mousetrap. I'd never been to it before. And she's like, well, should we cancel because you've got this work? And I'm like, no, I want to go. Like, yeah. So it... it even though it's like, oh, I've got a few more hours of work. The thing is, if I'd stayed here, I would probably would have just gone, I can't take any more in. I need to just go and, and actually have some fun. So, and, and lo and behold, I got to the, the theatre and I almost fell asleep. And I was like, yeah, you see, I, I wouldn't have been able to have done much anyway. So often we think that the, the amount of work we can get done is kind of the amount of time we have. Mm-hmm. But actually, effectivity or or um, being productive isn't related to the amount of time we have. It's related to what we get done in the time that we've got. Yeah. So often we think, oh, well, I don't have the time. That's going to take an hour out of my time. But we're not. Well, what we're not considering is, oh, if I take an hour out of my time. Could it be that I could be much more productive? Could it be that, um, you know, there are things that I do when I know I have more time that, that stop me being as productive? So they're just things to sort of reflect on, really, I suppose, um, because taking time out is really important to being effective and to being productive. Yeah. Yes, I think I need to incorporate more fun into my, into my day. <laughs> when the weather gets a bit better um, we, can, we can get outside a little bit more because um, we do like to set the dog out and go to the park and all that sort of good stuff and there are days and I just think and I just stop and I think if I wasn't working for myself I'd be missing all this I wouldn't be I wouldn't be seeing that you know, I wouldn't be spending that quality time and is it is it quality time or am I just fitting, fitting it in so it's that again, it's that perspective, isn't it? It's 
don't get to the point of where you're so overworked and overwhelmed when you just can't enjoy those those moments because that's what it's all about isn't it again that's why we're doing it well you know our mind fluctuates so we go in and out of being present and not being present and being present and not being present all of the time sometimes we're in flow i don't know if this this you're you've you found this that there are days where you're totally in flow things seem to be going really well everything seems to be clicking and you've got a load of work done and there are other days that it just feels like you're completely and utterly moving through a swamp (laughs) or treacle and nothing's working and like you've got all these worries and you've got all these doubts and but that's completely normal because what happens is is that we have it's a bit like a snow globe where our mind gets shook up we have these thought storms that come in and then they leave again and like a snow globe, if you don't do anything, they just settle, just settles again. And then, you know, the next thing happens is boom, thought storm comes in. We can't see clearly. And then mind settles and we're like, oh, thank God for that again. So we live in this constant fluctuation of thought all of the time, regardless of what's going on outside of us, mm-hmm. regardless. And so, um, those moments where we kind of our body disappears and we're in the zone, that's presence. That's, you know, that's being present in the moment. That is complete presence, but we don't need anything other than where we are in that moment. But it's quite normal for our mind then to get distracted again and go off on a tangent again and worry into the future and think about the past and think about all the lists and things that we have to do. But have you ever considered that you don't need to take a lot of that thinking so seriously? No, I haven't, no. The, what the, just, yeah, I hadn't, no, I hadn't. I did, I am, yeah. Yeah, I, I try and, the way I approach everything sometimes is with purpose. So, like you say, it's, Sometimes I'm present, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I've got half an eye on, on you know, something I'm doing, half you know, still doing, and the kids are around. And yeah, I, I try. I need to try and be more like present and in the moment, and when things are happening, and take a step back sometimes from sort of pushing forward all the time because you just get caught into that trap of just on, 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 on all the time, don't you? And, yeah, especially when it comes to your own work, it's you, you want to be making progress all the time, and then just the pace is completely different as well. The family life and the work life sometimes doesn't quite mesh very well. You know, if you're really in in the moment, and then you've got to break off, and then it's like, oh, right, it's kids' time now. <laughs> yeah. You know, trying to be in the moment, I don't know, like how it, we're either in it or we're not. The mind is, is ever fluctuating, as I've said. So it, it just comes and goes and comes and goes. But something that, that kind of came to mind when you were talking about your day, there was a post up on Facebook the other day from a colleague of mine. And he said, Has, have you ever considered that you're not separate from the day? You mean with everything that you 
What do you mean by separate from the day? See if I can find it because he said it beautifully. Good day or bad day. We'll see lots of posts about how to have more of the former and less of the latter. A common way is to see that it won't be down to your circumstances to decide that. Then sometimes you'll hear that you can decide whether it's going to be a good or bad. It's a mindset issue. Um, And there's another way to consider it too. One that might sound a little crazy at first, but give a little thought anyway. Why do we need to be separate from the day? Only when I feel separate from my day do I get in the whole good, bad thing. And to be honest, the huge majority of my day, I don't feel separate from it at all, just getting on with stuff in life. Sure, there can be a felt sense of some things I prefer doing to others, but that isn't present much either if I stop to think about it. We've picked up the idea that there is an us and and this is a separate thing called a day. But but another than as an idea, a thought, you can actually find that division that is being spoken of. Can you find the division between you and your day? Or is it that just another idea, which we can then apply another idea, good or bad? So the idea that a day is separate from us, because the experience that we have of the moments that we have comes from our thinking in the moment. So the experience of good and bad is coming from thought. So this is a good day, this is a bad day, but actually the day itself is just time. It's not outside of you because the experience you're having is of the day. Okay. The day is just a time in space. Bingo. It's just your, the way you move through that time. Yes. Hmm. I haven't considered it like that. It's interesting. And it's the experience you have over, over the time. And then when you're having a good day or a bad day, it doesn't matter. It's all, it's just your experiences. Bingo. And time is an illusion as well. So we have relationship to time. Time is an interesting one. Um, as I've been writing this book, um, there's a chapter on it and I talk about time and, and how, well, let me ask you actually, are there days that it feels like you've got loads of time on your hands? There are days like that, that it feels like oh. the day. Yeah. And there are other days, same amount of time of day in the day. And it feels like it's completely different. Like you've got no time at all. That's it. I suppose it depends on what you're doing in that day, isn't it? Mm. So what's the difference between the experience that you have in terms of the revved up time and in terms of when you think you experience as if you've got more, more time? I don't know, but it's just, like you say, it's your state of mind. And when you're like in the zone and you're, you're feeling productive and you're feeling, you could like just crash through a whole bunch of work or... You know, or you like get the get your mojo on to get cleaning. You know, and all of a sudden your kitchen looks immaculate. Um, it's just that going with that mood, isn't it? And then there's times when you think, and oh, you might look at the kitchen again and think, oh, I just can't face it. Um, and then other days that you just think, I'm ready to tackle that. Right. Um, so you've said it yourself. There we go. It's what I think, and it's so true. Like our relationship to time isn't dependent on the hours that we have during the day it's dependent on our moods and what we're thinking so often like I don't know about you but when I start rushing like if I if I see physically that I'm rushing I know that I must be rushing in my head I must have some revved up thinking that's going on urgency 
we have to do this. We have to get out of the door. We now need to run. This all needs to get done now, right? Like now, otherwise I'm going to die. As opposed to same situation the next day. And yet, oh, it doesn't matter. It's just fine. We'll get there. Yeah, five minutes late doesn't matter. Whereas another day, we're like, <laughs> you have to get there on time. Get your shoes on. <laughs> yeah. And it would seem to me that the former, like the day where we have the revved up thinking, it feels like run, time has completely run out. Do you think it might be something to do with over scheduling? Like if you've got so much to do, you, you've schedule too much into your day that you feel that pressure already before you've even started your day and think oh my goodness I've got all this to do where you know it's another day if you haven't but you've still got the same amount of work roughly but if it's just your perception of how much you've got to deliver as well maybe well where do you think that pressure is actually coming from Probably than my own self, really. You put too much, you can put too much pressure on yourself to achieve and to deliver. Be the best person. Be the best wife. Be the best mother. Be the best um, business owner and client delivery staff. You, know, you, you just you can you can put way too much pressure on yourself on all aspects. I think possibly it'll all get done in the end. That's why I always think sometimes, and like you say, try not to exception of time. Try and fit it in across a, you know, a few weeks rather than cramming it all into two and then feeling exhausted at the end of it and completely drained and washed out. Why not just take an extra couple of days and and sort of smooth your way in rather than 100 miles an hour full steam ahead? <laughs> well, I think there's some, I think there's some, common sense in not overscheduling. Mm. I think there's some common sense there. Because um, it gives you time in between things that you need to do. Um, but in terms of the pressure, that can only ever come from one place. Yeah. Yeah. Agreeing to too many de- too many conflicting deadlines at one go, things like that, isn't it? Really, yeah. Overcommitting. So well, the pressure happens. really only comes from ourselves, as you rightly said, like in all that. And um, but yeah, sometimes we overcommit, and so therefore, we the priority. It's interesting, isn't it? Because if you made the priority space, if you made the priority um, to give yourself more space and time then you wouldn't overcommit because obviously there seems to be a priority at the moment, which is to overcommit. And if I, if I, I say yes to more things, it will mean more money. But actually, it, is that true? No, it's, it's, you might get an extra couple of pounds, but it's not really, in the grand scheme of things, sanity and your health and well-being have got to be up there, haven't they, really? And if you're not, like you say, if you're not looking after yourself, filling your own cup that's what they say isn't it you've got to fill your own cup first then you're just going to get worn out burnt out run down you're just not going to enjoy your life you know everyday existence it's going to be so difficult isn't it more than it needed to be I suppose that's very wise you know often we think that if we get enough done then we can do more um But actually what I'm seeing now, which is quite new for me, is the more space I give to things, 
the easier it is for me to navigate what I need to get done. So in the sense that we all have this capacity to have insights and we have wisdom and we have creative ideas and we have this something other than the usual habitual thinking that we have. So a new idea pops into our heads, maybe how to work better or how to be more productive or, you know, that you don't need to schedule in as much stuff into your day as you thought. But if you're not giving time to that voice, what I've seen is that it can, you can create more work for yourself and still not earn as much as you'd like. So time to reflect and time to just be and listen can be really, really, really useful because it's not linear. So quantum leaps happen when you have a new idea that pops into your head. And I'm sure you've seen this where suddenly you're like, oh, actually I'm going to do this instead of that. And it, and it just completely revolutionizes the way that you're doing things. Yeah. I was after those shower moments sometimes. <laughs> yeah. The shower moments. Yeah. 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 It all pops into yeah, I jump out and I dash off and I wrap a towel around me and I sort of jot it down in my notebook and then never to be seen again. <laughs> But this is the, this is the interesting thing, right? Like we, I was on retreat about last, last October and we'd had this mastermind group. And then next day we'd gone out to pick some grapes because it was in Italy. Anyway, we're staying on this, on this beautiful vineyard. And, um, they had the, the ladies in the mastermind had given me loads and loads of ideas for something that I was pondering over. And it was so much information that I really didn't understand it. Most, most of it, I didn't understand what they were saying. So I just wrote it down and then thought, right, I'm going to have to speak to some, one of them later on in, in, in the, in later on, because I don't really understand what they've actually suggested. Well, it was while I was picking the grapes and then we had the tour around the vineyard that this new thought popped into my head that massively increased or gave me the clarity about what they were talking about. And so I had suddenly a very clear understanding about what I needed to do because I wasn't thinking about it. It's quite interesting that those ideas just pop into your head and you don't even need to think about the problem or whatever. Um, They just pop into your head and it's a whole new thought that you hadn't even considered. And usually it happens when you have a relaxed mind. So when you are relaxed, when you're having fun, when you're just bimbling about your day, you can suddenly have one of these insights and it quantum leaps time. So it's almost like rather than going, you know, we often think that time is linear, but a new idea can circumvent maybe years of doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. And you think, wow, I've made giant steps here in a matter of, it might have taken you months and months of like listening and reading or not quite, it's not quite clicking and all of a sudden it's just think, oh my goodness, yes, that makes so much sense now. And you've taken a huge leap forward in your own mind. Right, which then has a massive implication on the business and your family life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if it's the outside world, nothing's really changed. No, 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 no. <laughs> But in your, the way you, your own growth, personal growth, has just, you're just coming on leaps and bounds. That's what I'm finding over the year. 
these past couple of years and things have changed personally for me massively and I'm growing as a person and but to everybody else I just look like the same same all Louise but to me inside I feel a different person now hugely different to what I was a few years ago so after having this conversation does taking time out and and looking after you make more sense to you oh yeah absolutely I think um I definitely need to make more time for me just some time on my own um, like you say for think thinking time or non-thinking time or non-thinking time just to relax <laughs> yeah. do something else other than yeah you just get sucked in don't you too. and then before you know it a month or two has gone by then a year rolls by and it's nothing's really changed so yes i think i shall put myself a massage why not yay <laughs> yeah. I actually get two massages a month and I have a kinesiologist I go and see once or twice a month as well. And what's been really interesting is when we start to take time out, new things want to be expressed. It's really interesting. Um, For many years, I had put singing to one side and I loved to sing. And suddenly I was like, actually, no, I want to go and sing. So I started to go to this choir. We did three concerts last year. I'm just having a ball. And it's kind of like, I don't know if you found this, Louise, but it's almost like you're surprised by what you're up to. So I'm singing and then I'm kind of getting myself into cooking, but like different types of cooking and different things want to be expressed. There are different aspects of, of the self that just wants wants to kind of be expressed that I had never even considered that are actually having a massive, yeah, they're, they're, they're having a, a big impact, not only on me, but on my, on my family and my friends and so forth and so on. And um, I'm just kind of what comes to mind is a question, which is, are you open to exploring new ways or ways in which to look after you and to bring more of that fun and joy into your life? Oh, I think so. I think it's long overdue, really. Mm. Mm. Definitely. You know, the kids are getting a little bit older. You know, they're not as dependent. It's it's going to be easier to slip away, you know what I mean? But it's interesting, you know, like how often we use our children as a way to kind of say, I can't do that. Rather than finding a way because we really want to, because it's not like we can't like, yeah. I mean, I I know that I've fallen into this way of thinking where I've been like, no, I can't because of Leo. Mm. But actually, it's not true because you can. You just need to find a way in which you can do it. You know, ask for help or um, take them along with you or have a play date. You know, like it's just, yeah, yeah. you know, like like so often we can get caught up in that sort of habitual thinking of I can't because of my child. I can't because I have my kids. And it's like, well, why not? Yeah, but it's, it's messing with their routine, isn't it? And they get all... <laughs> and sometimes if they're, if they're out of their own routine and it's more hassle than it's worth, you know, if, if they get overtired, then it's having to deal with a major meltdown or, uh, you know, then that just completely saps your energy. But, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, because my oldest is quite... He's, uh, he has, he's quite high maintenance at times, so 
we try and keep him in balance as best as possible um, so he doesn't get overwhelmed with his emotions uh, we've all we've all got across the bear haven't we with uh, families there's always something behind behind uh, behind closed doors isn't there um, yeah I just need to sort of just schedule more time for me <laughs> and I did actually I finished I wrapped up work a little bit earlier yesterday and I took the dog out in the middle of the day oh my goodness me it was only for like a 10-15 minute walk around but it just I thought yeah why can't I do more of that why can't I you know finish just a little bit earlier and just take a walk in the sunshine and you know do something that I like to do I mean, that's not everyone's cup of tea, getting dragged down the, around the block with the dog, but um, I like it. So. Well, it's whatever works, right? It's whatever works yeah. for you. So that's the important thing here. Whatever other people are doing, it's, it's, it's what you love to do. It's what kind of you're being drawn to do. It's what you're, you're you know, what lights you up. Yeah. My friends always say, oh, can't your husband take the dog out? I was like, I say, I like doing it. It's my it's my time I get to go out for an hour or I get to you know I might be doing a um, not a job but a job. that's why I got the dogs I love I love taking them out you know we go to the woods and they're there and everywhere and it's it gives me a sense a, a chance to to breathe and just unwind a little bit but also possibly to get some great ideas to actually grow the business that's yeah. business development time. <laughs> business development time. I remember I, it was before I decided to take the plunge with this 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 thing. I and I was should I do it? I think I might do this. And oh, what if I can't get clients? And then all these worries that used to wrap around my head. You know, I spend the whole hour just worrying about it, and I talk about it every time. And I just just do it in the end. Just just go for it. And it's I'm never, never looking back really. So. I'm so glad I took the plunge. It's not for everybody, I'll, you know, I'll be honest. You know, when people say to me, oh, you know, and it's, it's not easy working for yourself. It really isn't. Yeah, it's, um, it's hard work, but it's a different type of hard work. But, yeah, it's, uh, I'm enjoying it. So, Louise, have you found this conversation helpful today? Oh, absolutely, yeah, I think... I think you're right, and the, the, I liked the the bit about the um, how you view time. That was really profound. Actually, I, I enjoyed that little bit in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it, nah. oh yeah, it was good. All of it was good, but I like I like that. Like, it just really sort of the perspective shifted the perspective for me. Um, so, what will you take away from today's um, conversation? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start taking more time for me, building that into the day. And asking for more help um, from my husband, I think. So he can help. He can help a little bit more. Often we we take yeah, like I know you know I've I've had clients I've had the same conversation with right. So it's like, yeah. um, no, but I can't, and you know, he's also tired, and and I might just have the conversation and see where it goes because they might be wanting to actually have spend more time with the children. But we're often the mummies and we're going, no, 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 let, let me do it. It's up to me. But actually, no, 
Like, you know, so, um, and it's brought up really cool things for them. Like they've had to have that conversation. And as a result, um, this assumption that somehow it was a big problem for them isn't like there was this big sort of a pink elephant in the room isn't there anymore because they realize that they've made up this complete story about how the other person was going to respond. I'll say, I think we, as mums and we just put everything on ourselves. It's like, it's our job to do these things. It's our responsibility. And it isn't, is it? It's not, nope. there's, there's two adults living in this house. Um, and the balance is off. <laughs> so absolutely, yeah, there can be more help in the other half, I think. Yeah, so there will be a conversation. <laughs> Amazing. So from what I've heard today, there's going to be more self-care, definitely massaged on the way, yeah. um, and a conversation with the hubby so you can actually have more time for you. Yeah, I think that's the the best course of action. Awesome. Well, Louise, thank you so much for coming on today and um, thank you for for hanging out. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. And there we have it. Another incredible episode of The Joy of Being. And remember, if you'd like to come on the show to get clarity and flow in an area of your life that you feel stuck in, please email me at marina at marinapearson.com sharing what you would love to get insights on. And remember, you can find me on Instagram at Marina Pearson or my Facebook group, The Joy of Being. So until next week's episode, remember, you are the joy you seek.